welcome to the Edgy Punks Podcast. It's 2020! Isn't that friggin' weird? It's the year 2020. It's the future. Holy shit. Uh, this is the first part of three parts of our 2019 albums countdown. I got together my friend Scott Hayden, Casey Arn, and the triumphant return of Katie Ham to discuss our favorite albums from the 2019. Uh, there's a lot of different albums we talk about. There's only like a few the albums that overlap, which is incredible because you get to hear about a bunch of different types of songs from a bunch of different types of bands all across genres. It's a really great conversation. If you like the one we had last year, get ready because this one is like twice as long. There are three parts because I wanted it to be more digestible rather than sitting through one long uh, episode. It also makes it a little bit easier to upload in three parts. So each one is about an hour long. You can listen to it, listen to some of the songs, listen to our conversation, and then go on to the next one if you want. Or take a break and come back to it, whatever. However you listen to to episodes. I'm not really going to hype up a bunch of normal stuff that I do on... Uh, the regular podcast. Instead, I'm just going to let you know that we're going to be sharing uh, about a minute or so of each uh, song that we want to share throughout the episode. There will be about six or seven songs each episode that we'll share. Um, We can do that uh, by law because we're technically reviewing all of these songs or in albums, so we're able to actually share some of the music. I know that that is sometimes a gray area, but I've paid for all the music that's used in this, and I have not stolen a goddamn thing, so hell yeah. Um, that sounded uh, like it was not true, but it totally is. I just have a really weird delivery. Whatever. Uh, also, I hope you really enjoyed the little bit of free throw that you heard at the beginning of the episode. The song is called Tail Whip Struggle. Well, we're going to discuss the, their new album uh, later in the episode, so a little bit of a spoiler alert. But they're in this episode. I just wanted something to share at the top. That'll happen every episode. A little bit of a spoiler. Whatever. Let's get into the conversation. Here we go. Very excited to have my friends Casey Scott and even Katie Ham returning to the podcast. Casey, can you tell people who you are? If they didn't listen last year? Yes, I am uh, Viva Listerio on Instagram and a high school teacher and swim coach. Yeah. And next time I'm out in Oregon, we got to actually sit down and record a proper interview. We'll do it. Oh, yeah. As you know, it is. I am, you know, in the education system and former punk. So, works. Yeah. And Scott, can you tell folks a little bit about who you are? Uh, my name's Scott, and I like to party. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Do you, though? <laughs> That's the funny thing, is that I really don't. Um, Same. Baseball and music on Instagram. Uh, I don't really have a cool job or anything related to the education uh, realm. So, yeah, that's that's... About it, just friends with these three crazy people here on the cast. On the ca- oh, the <laughs> podcast, the, like the cast of life. These yeah. are the characters in my life. <laughs> Katie, tell people who you are and welcome back. Oh, thanks, um, Katie Ham. Uh, that on everything. That's how you can find me. Um. I spent a 
five professional uh, many years more than that working in uh, programming and higher education. Um, Currently doing freelance photography and uh, merch management. Um, And also working for Rover, which is pretty fun, but that's unrelated. I just love dogs. Um, (laughs) I don't think there's anything else. Cool. Yeah, that's it. So this week we are uh, breaking down our top 10 albums of 2019, which is really exciting. Lots of good music came out. For my my background, usually I do a huge deep dive into like <laughs> too many albums. This year I decided to be kind to myself and only like kind of really dug into what came my way this year. So it wasn't as like far reaching as... Um, in the past, but also I think my music tastes changed this year a little bit. Did anyone else experience that at all? I experienced your music taste changing. <laughs> I also experienced your music taste changing. <laughs> yeah, a lot less to talk about these days. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? I'll, I'll disagree on that. I have more to talk about because he's not only like I don't like music that doesn't have choruses. Or wait, I said that wrong. He used to only listen to music that didn't have choruses, and it drove me crazy. Now I like those hooks. Now he likes pop hooks, and it's great. Did anyone else have any big changes this year in your listening patterns? Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. I'm stuck in a rut. Yeah. I, like yeah. I, like. I feel like it was. I the only change I feel like was it was kind of a. A weird year with the first half of the year, first mm-hmm. like three quarters of the year, just kind of a little weak on the release side, in my opinion. But last year was uh, so strong, but that's the way it goes. I feel yeah. like last year was so strong that this year was just horribly weak in terms of like, especially the top half of the year. Like nothing, I feel like nothing came out until like May or June that was even good. Yeah, yeah. the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is. American football, which came out in like April, and so did Periphery. But um, beyond, like, and I was basically giving those two so much attention because they were the only two that, like, really yeah. stood out to me at the beginning of the year. I'm not going to comment on one um, on this because one of mine definitely came out at the beginning of the year. Same, but I didn't really get yeah. into it until the summer. So I like- got into it. Right at the beginning of the year. So that's why I'm not saying anything about it. <laughs> I also don't know when most of the other ones came out. So that's Yeah, there, there was like a lot of albums like like Teenage Baller Rocket came out fairly early on. And I ended up listening to that a lot more than I probably would have. Considering that like there's nothing else out. It didn't end up on my top ten. So, But just that was an, an example. Yeah. I guess my, my change of... Listening habits is that I have a top ten list this year, and I've never done one before. Ooh, yeah. So that's part of why I'm participating. You even that got is. to eighteen. Yeah, I did. That's crazy. And I did I mean, EPs and singles. Look at me. Eventually, you could work up to your top, you know, fifteen hundred. Like fuck Craig no. I only did fifty. That this stresses year. me out so like. Oh my god! I am. He would like tell me how he did it, and it, it that alone stressed me out. I don't understand how yeah. he functioned as a human being. But you know, <laughs> this year was much more manageable. <laughs> yeah, 
for sure. Well, it's also like I think it. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of people's lists pop up and stuff, and I'm like, man, I probably would have enjoyed that record the way you describe it, but I didn't really come across it, and I wasn't trying to like destroy myself this year. So mm-hmm. um, I'll probably go back to some things because I think I'm going to have a similar approach in 2020. Most um, of Cody Porter's list. Oh yeah, our, our friend like, Cody. I listen to that. Yeah, our friend Cody has like he basically does what I do every year and just listens to everything that comes out and his whole list i was like all right i didn't touch a third of this and i feel like that's what most people felt like when they would see my massive list yeah it's i i see lots of stuff that people listen to it's just not there's not enough time in the day anymore and plus like i've just uh i've just been reading this book uh by bill bryson that kelly got me for christmas called the body and it was just like just all about you know stuff like actual just like organic stuff going on in your body and they just go down system by system but one of them was about the the brain and the prefrontal cortex and how basically due to your brain chemistry and forming nothing will hit you as emotionally hard as it will when you're like a teenager and i've realized that that's very true about music it's like all the stuff i loved from back then is the stuff i love way more than the stuff hits me now hmm. that's fair yeah, so it's just, it's hard to, like, it stinks, because every year it's just like, yeah, this is good, this is great. If I heard this when I was 17, I'd probably be an all-time favorite record, but it's just like nothing yeah. hits you the way the stuff did when it was, you know, when you're going through it. What's that book called? It's called The Body by Bill Bryson. Yeah, I would, I should read that, because, yeah, I've, I totally agree with that. Yeah, there's very few albums that have come out after, like, 2008, seven or eight that I'm like, that I feel anywhere near is like, oh, this is one of the best things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Probably the closest for me would be Law Disputes Wildlife, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so good. That yeah, album just can't happen, but it's just like, it's just a lot more, it takes a lot more, you know, so, <laughs> than it used to. That's probably more. Right. Oh, yeah, and Stage 4 by Touche. I would say I that... Keep You by Pianos. Mm. You have a lot of them. It's it's the decade. That doesn't necessarily. We're not doing our top of the decade because that we would be here forever. Um, <laughs> it would it would take us forever. But off the top of your head, can you think of an album that th- you think like defined your decade? I feel like that the uh, first Gates LP for me, mm. was, like probably the best thing I've heard, uh, the best thing that I had heard in the in the teens. Mm. Um, you know, it's funny. I would probably go with a tie between that and Scott's going to hate me for my second one, but probably yeah, the dream is over. The dream is over. That's that oh, which, which sucks because what really is horrible about that record is that I haven't been able to listen to it since our, since our family dog died last year. Cause sleep in the heat is the saddest song I've ever heard. Oh. <laughs> Your dog die. But I'm coming back around to it. Anyway, that guy's mine, would probably, mine would probably be Wildlife. Yeah. yeah. Is, what is that, 2011? I yeah. think so, yeah. It is. What about you, Katie Ham? Do you have one? Um, I mean, it's probably Clever Girl by Sharptooth. Nice. Because that's the first time I saw myself represented in any of the music that I fucking like. Hmm. Yeah. Outside of Haley Williams, but she's an icon. She doesn't really count. Icon. <laughs> All right, let's kick this off. Um, so Katie, what was your top? What was your number ten of the year? 
Ariana Grande. Oh. That came out right at the beginning of the year. Because I was bumping that real early. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but it's great. Makes me want to dance. Yeah. Yep. That's it. I think I jumped a gun, too. Do you have any honorable mentions before that? Oh, absolutely. What would you what would uh, you also honorably mention? Die on Mars by the, the Callous Dow Boys. Yep. Uh, because I didn't find it until about a week before the end of the year. And I fuck it? with it so hard. And I, yeah, I had already put up my list. Um, but yeah, it's fucking great. It's like every time I die meets the chariot. And that is for me. There's also three women in the band. So fuck yeah. I'm about it. Three of seven members. <laughs> Three of seven. There's too many fucking people in that band. I don't they know what they all do. Still a minority. <laughs> Still a minority. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so Ariana Grande getting us started. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what about you? I guess I'll mention a lot of my... Um, a lot of my... What's the word you were calling them? Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Yeah, man, I lose it. Were like stuff that I I had has been around for a while that I just never really got into. Like my most listened artist of the year was Dance Gavin Dance, and I historically hated them, and I don't know why, but they're rad. So I listened to them the most by far. Well, the reason why is because they've changed vocalists, and the new vocalists that they have since Mothership is the best vocalist they've had. Yeah, he's on the one before Mothership, too. Is he? He's, rad. he's yeah. on uh, Acceptance Instant. Speech and oh. Instant Gratification. Mothership, Mothership was when I first started actually liking them, though. So he's go on the last four. Yeah, go back and listen to Instant Gratification. That one's one of my favorites. Mothership's probably my my favorite. Instant Gratification is so good, it starts with We Own the Night. We yeah. Own the Night. Go, Sorry. Continue but, on, Greg. No, no, sorry. So those were some of your honorable mentions. All Just of the Dance that, Gavin Dance records. <laughs> that, um, I really got into, uh, the new Warriors album came out, like, the third week of December, and that probably would have been top mm-hmm. ten for sure for me, but I just haven't spent enough time with it. But there's a... Speaking of our previous conversation about uh, prescription bandits... Uh, Matt Embry and Steve Choi from that band are on one of the songs on the Warriors album. Oh, cool. uh, Daryl from Snapcase is on one song. Uh, the dude from Parkway Drives on one song. Like it's, dude, it's a really, really good album. If you're into like, I don't know, late '90s, early 2000s hardcore, I don't know. I, I in my opinion, Knocked Loose kind of aped at least their vocal style off the first album. But oh, 100 percent. Yeah. So can. But, that and I like guy not, not speak no, no. anymore because I always am very concerned for Brian Garris's vocal uh, cords. Well, like the Warriors only did it on their first album, and then oh. their next three have been kind of a different sound. But anyway, yeah, that's oh, and then Bill Murray, the Bill Murray, uh, like that dude released like two albums this year. It's the guy from Attack Attack. Um, oh, oh, singer. it's pronounced Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's how it was pronounced. Yeah, B I L M U R I. Because I thought it was like the actual guy, Bill Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's 
his stuff is interesting. Um, it didn't make my top ten, but uh, yeah, his stuff is really good. It's really, really unique. Um, I don't know if you guys will dig it, but I feel like you'd at least appreciate it. Hmm. So, I'll, that's where I'll stop. Those oh, do you want me to give you my number ten? Yeah. Yeah. My number ten is Employed to Serve. For those that can't see, probably everyone, uh, we're sharing video. I'm showing the record. Uh, I'm like, yeah, this serve. is an audio uh, <laughs> medium. <laughs> uh, employed to Serve. The album's called Eternal Eternal Forward Motion. Um, it's kind of uh, convergy. Um, definitely kind of knocked Lucy at the same time. Um, kind of technical metalcore. And, uh, yeah, like, it, th- this was one of the earlier ones that I grasped onto at the, you know, when there wasn't a whole lot coming out at the beginning of the year. Uh, there is, the Screamer is female, and she's fucking awesome. Uh, she brings it. Um, there's some really, 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 like, stellar singles off of it, but I thought the other stuff was, you know, the the... I don't want to call it filler, but all the other songs were pretty solid as well. Craig, I think you said it, it, it got a little samey for you. It felt pretty uh, and, samey for me, but I mean, yeah. I recognize that it's pretty badass, but it was pretty samey. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. If you don't spend a lot of time with it, it, it does run together a little bit. But yeah, if you're fans of bands like Disembodied or Converge or Adamantium, like, it kind of reminded me a lot of those bands. Um, yeah, my, I listened to it a couple of times. It didn't quite hit me as like heavy music. Like these days for me, it's just been like pretty hit or miss. Like I recognize that it's very good. I'm also stoked on all the, um, it felt like I remember probably 20 years ago. Now there was like a local hardcore band in orange County called bury me standing that had a female vocalist. And it was like, it was session novelty. And like now it seems like in the last two years, it's just been a total, shift maybe it's been three or four years but like of stuff that's come up later i'm like oh wow yeah of course like why haven't there been more female vocalists and hardcore music all along like oh it's no... still it still is not great but it's there not, are like, definitely more yeah like ithaca's was super good i love rolling yep. of um I'm trying to think of who else you know just like tooth. yeah i mean it's just like it seemed like there was there was nothing forever, and now there's at least something, and a lot of stuff coming out on Holy Roar, which is cool. Yeah, Holy Roar does a really good job of getting uh, a lot of repre- like representation in bands, especially with that Zvalbard record last year. Oh yeah, that's uh, the the first time I remember seeing like a female screamer was I wrestled a bear once. Oh and, yeah. And uh, the vocalist and the guitarist of that um, are now in a project called Spirit Box that was on my EP list. For the yeah, they're very they're good. fucking good. They put out a sick song called Rule of Nines this year. Yeah. That was really good. Yep. Yep. Right. What about you, Casey? Did it. Any honorable uh, mentions in your 10? Honorable mentions. Like, my number 10 could have been, like, any of these things. But honorable mentions were I love the... Pew 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 record. Hmm. Uh, A-Side put out their first interesting record in the last five or six years. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> describes it that way. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I really dug the new Tegan and Sarah. I did not like their turn for pop music, so I love their return to guitar-based music. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not not stuff I'm super into. Uh, I really dug the new uh, Alex Leahy 
Hmm. Probably would have made top ten if the whole record had been just the first half of the record. It kind of took a turn for me. Like, I didn't quite like the second half as much. Uh, and then for old school punk bands that put out good records, uh, Good Riddance, and then I actually really dug the new Sum 41. It kind of came out of nowhere. Hmm. Interesting. To be, like, talk about bands that I was never really even into when they were big. You know, I liked uh, Chuck and I think all, not all killer. Does this look infected? You know, I was like, oh, those yeah. are good records. You know, but like this one, I was like, oh, oh, this is really good. They sound like a confident, you know, band doing what they do well. And then if I was to, uh, the other thing I was, always do is I kind of think of like band that would have been on my top 10 list had I, you know, had it come out this year because I discovered it this year. And that would probably be uh, like Muncie Girls, their album Fixed Ideals I got into in January, even though it came out in 2018. I listened to that. Hmm. For most of the first half of the year. I really love that. Um, anyway, my number 10 is Angel Dust, Pretty Buff. I gave Ooh. it the number. It was just on a road trip, and I listened to all those, you know, right on the cusp records, like, in a row. And I was like, I got to give it to Angel Dust, because it's just a really varied record. And it feels like they, you know, they kind of did a bunch of new stuff, and it was really interesting. And uh, Bang My Drum is probably, like, the summer jam of the century. <laughs> it was so, so good. good. <laughs> and has... The killer, like, I was like, it's between them and Pew Pew Pew. They both have killer saxophone solos at some point in the record, but I had to give the nod to to bang my drum for being the best saxophone solo of the year. Anytime that song or any song from that album would come on, Katie would just be like, I can't believe Angel Dust is a ska band now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird, but it's hey, I, I really like it. Ska but, did make a comeback. It did. So I like I like that one a lot. But anyway, yeah, um, I like that one too. I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that for now. I liked it too, and you want to know it's wild. I forgot it came out when I made my list. It would have made my fifty, <laughs> but I completely spaced Are you it, which is funny because it would have made it pretty high. But I completely forgot, even though I had gone through everything. It might. You know, it was it was probably in the mix of everything, and then I move stuff around so much, and I delete, copy, and paste stuff, cut and paste stuff so often that it must have just gotten lost along the way. And so that's on me, and I'm sorry to both, to all three of you. Um, <laughs> so for my honorable mentions, um, I um, really love that Lizzo record. Uh, the deluxe version of that Lizzo record. Excuse me? What? Lizzo is in your honorable mention? Yeah. Okay. I shared All it yesterday. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, Lizzo is in my... Me, it's, please, and thank you. I think it was my, my thir- number 13 on my list. Um, that new Tegan and Sarah just missed the top 10 for me. I love them. I love their return to the, to the, to the rock and roll style. Um, also, Pup. Uh, was just outside of the top ten. Absolutely love morbid stuff. It was a lot of fun. Scott does not like that guy singing at all. Apparently, Casey, I don't get it either. The guy who sings in pop. One time, I don't think Scott. Why? Scott told me. Scott told me I don't like his voice. It sounds very put on. And I was like, Have you ever heard the guy talk? He sounds exactly like he, he sings. He does. Yeah, that's exactly what he sounds like. Uh I didn't I realize it. we were doing. I don't want to say anything lest uh, Craig uh, text him and tell him that he's talking to someone that doesn't like his vocals, like he did with the guy from Spanish Love Song. <laughs> oh my god! 
Oh yeah, Casey, we totally called Scott out. <laughs> yeah, we just immediately texted Dylan from Spanish Love Songs and told him that Scott didn't like his voice. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Make uh, me look like an asshole. My last honorable mention would have been, uh, or is, the Post Malone record, uh, Hollywood's Bleeding. For some reason, I just think he makes great music. I, th- I think he does a really good job of what he does. Um, things are just catchy to me, and um, I just I just dig it. I dig it a lot, and it would have probably been in my top ten, but the vinyl pressing uh, apparently got delayed by three months. So... So I didn't know that we were doing multiples. I just gave one. Go ahead. Say some more. I'm going to also give a shout out to Plus Ultra by Carousel Kings, which is uh, it's kind of like Four Year Strong Light, and I love it. Um, the Come new on. Tiny Moving Parts record, of course. Um, absolutely wonderful humans, and I want to support everything they do. Uh, the new Royal Coda record was really, really cool. I had never heard of them before we saw them with Hail the Sun earlier this year, and I just fucking really got into it. They have Kurt Travis, the old singer from Dance Gavin Dance, yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the singers. One of One of the old singers of Dance Gavin Dance, yeah. Uh, and I then, uh, um, Dreamhouse, their, their new record, um, was also really great. Those are my other honorable men- honorable mentions. Yep. So, real quick, does anyone else have tiny moving parts on their top ten? Because no. we can discuss it then. All right. I don't know what it was. I thought that record was great, but I feel like I need more time in between their records to like miss them more or something. It felt like they just they just. I mean, they keep churning out good stuff, but they just keep. Yeah. It feels like they're churning it out. Katie was on tour with them while they were like putting well, a lot yeah, of that well, stuff they were together, coming, coming up with it. Um, and uh, I mean, like I heard some of the songs that didn't make it too, and there were some really, really good songs that didn't make it. And I'm kind of bummed about that. Um, but I mean, I like what they put out. I think they have some different sounding stuff, but yeah, I think I agree with you. Like it came out so quickly after swell Mm -hmm. and like Swell came out January, and then this yeah. came out like like less than a year and a half later, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. just about a year and a half later. But like, yeah, for some reason, like I used to, you know, crave music. Like, oh, I wish they'd put out albums every year. And now I could kind of sometimes go with like, oh, if they took a break and you know, took three years in between records, I think like when they put it out, I'd be enough time to like really miss it and kind of want some stuff back and yeah. maybe more progression. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to complain and say anything about it was bad. There's not a oh no, it's great. It just doesn't quite. After their last two, it didn't quite grab me. Anyway, sorry. What's your 10, Greg? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, my 10 was Max Seal. Uh, I just recently shared that. I absolutely love those human beings. Um, and they make really good, like, noodly, uh, bummer pop, indie, emo tunes, whatever you want to call it. I think it's really good uh, stuff. Also saw them, like, four or five times this year. And they friggin' bring it. Probably one of my favorite shows was watching them in an auto shop uh, earlier this year, and it was absolutely insane. People started climbing the poles in the building. It became legendary, and now they can't do gigs. Yeah, they got the venue shut down. (laughs) They can't do gigs there anymore. Which is like, for a bummer pop band, that is so funny. But kids go wild for them. so crazy. Like, I I hadn't listened to them. Like, Craig had known... 
them for a while and I hadn't really listened to them and we saw them at that auto shop gig and I saw how crazy people went for them and they were like like it didn't sound the same to me on the recordings no even a we little bit so I had no idea how people went so hard to something that sounded just so like chill and but live they just they Throw it out so hard. It's so you need cool. to put up a vote and see more punk rock. Uh, having a show at a Jiffy Lube or having a show at a Denny's. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Oh, you heard about that, right? The Denny's. Denny's show? Let's fuck up this Denny's. Um, I'll <laughs> go right in. Is that Denny's? I'll go right into my number nine, and then we'll uh, go back through. Um, kind of like. Say about no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So lucky for some. Definitely one of the better songs of the year. Mm-hmm. Like that, that opening track is amazing. And two, I feel like they kind of like, and maybe it's not quite as widespread or as big now, but like what you're saying about like people going crazy. I remember Tiger's Jaw used to have that same effect like early in their career. It's like, right? they're the bummer pop band that like all the hardcore kids love. Like one of the most yeah. insane shows I ever saw was Tiger's Jaw headlining with pianos become the teeth when they were still hardcore at like a cafe. And it was wall to wall and people were crowd surfing going ape shit hardcore dancing like it was insane for tiger's job like before even their more rocking stuff it was so every once in a while a band comes along and like people just go crazy for it in the hardcore scene that is decidedly not hardcore yeah the original the original version of that saves the day yeah mm. i was just about to say that segues into your number nine really well actually oh yeah it segues into my number nine perfectly uh because so many hardcore kids love carly ray jepsen and I'm in that boat, and she perfectly followed up Emotion, and I absolutely love it. Um, Dedicated is a beautiful album, and there may be only one song that I'm not a huge fan of, but I think she did a really good job following up Emotion, which is a landmark album, especially here in the Boston area. If you didn't know, a bunch of Boston bands covered every single track from that album and put it out as like this big ol' uh, fundraiser, and they raised like thousands of dollars for, I forget what cause, but it was pretty freaking sick, so Carly Rae. And for the Wonder Years Halloween shows, Future Teens did a set as Carly Rae Jepsen. Yep. Which is pretty sick. Yeah. And uh, Wonder Years did Limp Biscuit, so we saw Limp Biscuit this year. I didn't see that. <laughs> Unrelated to the time. Unrelated. Sorry. Do, do any of you have feelings about Carly Rae Jepsen? <laughs> I didn't know that, that was a thing that hardcore kids liked her. Oh, oh my God. I have, a, I have a shirt that's like a hardcore shirt that says uh-huh. CRJ on the front. And it says boy problems. Who's got him? And it's got Carly holding out the mic on the back. Is this like a strictly Boston hardcore thing? Or no, is no, it... no. It's just. I mean, it could be. It's... Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. I, I I'm not gonna speak. I don't really know a whole lot of her other than Call Me Maybe. But also my gig. Okay. Of the, it was my gig of the year. That's her worst song. She was fantastic. <laughs> the only one I know. I'm sorry. It's yeah. Funny. No, I hate that song, and I love everything else she's done. Really. Yeah. Since that album. Run Away With Me is my national anthem. I uh, I am out of it as far as pop goes. Like when, <laughs> when Ariana Grande made the list, I'm like, I've literally heard Thank You Next because someone who was into pop like played it for me to be like, this is the kind of stuff I like. I was like, I've never heard this. Never heard a Lizzo song. I've <gasps> heard never heard a Lizzo song either. Like intentionally? This is why the fuck I'm here. Intentionally? You know? This is why I joined because I was like, I have a very different opinion from all of these people. <laughs> Where would I ever hear a song like that? I mean, like, unless they played it, like, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, lots of Lizzo yeah. songs are in commercials. Okay, maybe I have, but the thing is, I'd never be able to identify it. The yeah. only time I was going to say too, Craig, the only the only reason I've ever heard a single Post Malone song is because one day, because it was the only time slot available, I went to spin class and it was a Post Malone ride, and that's the only reason I've heard any of his songs and knew what they were. This is funny. <laughs> it reminds me of my buddy David. Uh, he and I took a drive across Massachusetts, and I was like, "Hey, David, we're gonna listen to Post Malone the whole way." And he's like this, like he only introverted to, like, dark metal. And he listens music. to like Doom and Scrams and stuff, and he's like, "I'm gonna hate this." By the end of it. He still hated it. <laughs> He's like, thank goodness Massachusetts is a smallish state. Yep. So actually, I probably have heard a lot of these pop songs because I am an avid uh, member of spin class since I can't run anymore because my knees suck and I need cardio. Oh, buddy. So I heard a lot of them because they play a lot of pop stuff, but I have Yeah, you probably know just... Lizzo then. Yeah. It would be hard to escape it if you go to those. I don't really watch conventional TV, so I never see commercials. So I don't know if I've heard any of her stuff. Do you have Hulu? I do, but I don't have commercials. But anyway, it's besides the point. Yes, there are a lot of hardcore kids that like Carly Rae Jepsen. It's, it is a weird thing. I believe you. Who would like to go next? Okay, it's time for our first uh, music break portion of the countdown. I'm going to bring you two very different songs right now. One from my list and one from Scott's list. I'm going to play the song Now That I Found You by Carly Rae Jepsen uh, off her album Dedicated. And I'm going to play you the song Signal Fire by Killswitch Engage off of their album Atonement. I hope you enjoy both of these tracks and then we'll get right back into the conversation. Here we go. Switch Engage album. Oh, hell yeah. 
I didn't expect a kill switch record here. I was not expecting to like this record. Like, so uh, one of my buddies, shout out to Black Sam TX if he's listening, uh, lives around the corner from me. And uh, oh, Remy, you know Remy Casey. I know Remy. Uh, we, he and I have talked about Kill Switch before. I think we went and saw them. Um, they did a show with Parkway Drive, and uh, it was the first of all the crowd there was hilarious because you have like the military metal crowd there, yeah, and then you also have like the old school metal crowd there, but then you also have like you could tell like the hardcore kids that were there from the early days. Anyway, uh, I told him I'm like I think I've got all the kill switch I need. Like the two how or the first two Howard albums are awesome. Uh-huh. The, uh, Alive or Just Breathing, I'd include in that as like their three best albums. Uh, not that their new stuff is bad, I just it didn't really grab me. And then I just gave this one a listen because I always give their albums a listen because I like their past stuff and it blew me away. Like the Signal Fire has. Uh, Howard on a track on that track singing like dual vocals with Jesse and uh the video is fucking awesome like it's basically them just playing in a warehouse but See? it's kind of hard to explain like they kind of bro out during the video like you Hell can tell yeah. have, like a really good time and then um uh also Chuck Billy from Testament is on a song that song's really really good too it's just a solid album like i just ended up listening to it a lot like i really like what they do um, how do you? I I feel like Killswitch is one of those bands that not a lot of people absolutely hate. Um, so I, they're just they're really good at what they do, and this was a really good album, probably the best since uh, the best since the Howard era for sure. Cool for me. Yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts. I I liked the album; it was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just have a hard time getting into that guy's voice, Jesse's voice. That's why even um, the only song off of Alive or Just Breathing that I like is My Last Serenade. So mm-hmm. this is my last serenade. Yeah, kills. And also, I wrote it in my little uh, document here. I wrote "kill switch" in lowercase and then "engage" in all caps because he always does that. Th- I don't know if you know about this but he always does that thing where he does like forward rock fist for the first band the first part of the name and then backwards for the second part and he says kill switch engage and (laughs) so he wrote it and i knew exactly what that sounded like (laughs) ridiculous uh cool would you like to go next casey sure uh my number nine was also another heavy band that we have had conversations about before that craig thinks they sound a little samey uh, but it would be counterparts, nothing left to love. Uh, they're a band that I think is just put out, and I will give you that they are a little samey sounding, but for me, it's like samey, but good all the way through and short kind of record. So it's like, doesn't necessarily stick around too long, but just like as a guitar player, they just have ridiculously crazy stuff going on. It's always very different and varied. And I saw them live open up for Defeater is how I even ever found out about them. And they put on a fantastic live show, and I'd love to see them again. So I just found myself listening to that record a lot uh, over the course of this last couple, like, three months. Like, I only really have two heavy records that I listened to a ton this year, and that was one of them. So I really dug it. Wings of Nightmares was a great song. Yeah, that was, really like that was the album. first single, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they're, Katie they're and... Katie and I talk about counterparts pretty often, well, <laughs> which okay, is kind of funny. On, hold on. So my my interjection is that Lauren and I went to go see counterparts on the Pure Noise tour earlier this year, and I just want to tell this story because I think it's funny. 
um, people were going ape shit for them. Like it was just like like running on stage. There was probably like fifty plus people on stage at one point, and uh, the people just kept like dropping shit in the pit. And so like they would bring up a phone, and the guy would be like, "Hey, somebody lost their phone," and they get it back to somebody. Somebody lost their keys, get it back to somebody. Somebody lost their phone again. But every time the guy would go, "Hey, everybody, shut the fuck up." Somebody lost their phone. And then the last one, it was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen in a show. He's like, everybody shut the fuck up. Someone lost an EpiPen. No one claimed it. (laughs) Those things cost so much fucking money. He mentioned it several times throughout the rest of their set. Everybody, anybody know whose EpiPen this is? Is this your EpiPen? Our healthcare system sucks. Can you please come get your EpiPen? (laughs) And... They had it at their merch table. Apparently, nobody ever came to claim it. So they were like, I guess this is our EpiPen now. Someone was convulsing in the corner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do... I don't know. Like, I, I want to like Counterparts. Because I love that genre. And, it, like, they tour with all of the bands that I really love. But I have listened to them so many times and nothing sticks with me. And hmm. I don't know why that is. But, I kind of understand it, but at the same time, like, for some reason, it just stuck with me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think their last album was on my top ten for that year. And it mm-hmm. also it came out, like, towards the end of the year, I think. Yeah. So, I, I will remember. watch them live all the time. They're so fun yeah. to watch live. I yeah. like them. I, I guess I'm kind of in the middle of between UKC and UKD. Like, it didn't make my top ten, but I really do, I really do like that album. For sure, they're they're a band like they're one of the the good melodic hardcore bands to watch right now. I think. Yeah, I love when melodic hardcore bands also hit that punk beat a lot. Like that always kind of gets me going. And so, yeah, they definitely not do a, that. Not bands do that. Like just in the middle of their song. So I always dug out about it. All right, who's up next? Katie Ham. Me. Um, free throws. What's past this prologue is my number nine. Um, this. Did this came? I don't even remember if this came out while I was on tour it with did. them or okay, it did. It was, oh yeah, it was like one or two days into yep. the tour, and I this is another one where like I did not know this band beforehand at all, and uh, a lot of their stuff is about drinking, which is not relatable to me whatsoever. <laughs> so for the first like half of that tour, I was like, I don't. This doesn't really do anything for me, and then something just clicked, and now I fuck with it real hard. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff on there. Uh, I just, I don't necessarily relate to it, but I love the way it sounds and they're really fucking fun to watch live. So, um, that's like part of it too. Uh, my, I guess my list is overall experience as (laughs) more so than it is just like the records of themselves. That's fair. Yeah. I saw... Everyone except for the two pop records that are on my thing this year. Oh, uh, nope, there's three. I didn't I didn't see two of mine, but I saw all the rest of them. So some of them are definitely like the show experience included. Free throw being one of those. Do you guys have thoughts I, on Free Throw's record? I thought it was a, I thought it was a good record. It came out um I'm trying to think. It came out right in conjunction with another record on the same day that I think I ended up listening to more, so it kinda got lost, yeah. but I really dug their first two records, and this one just kind of didn't, you know, I, I, there was a big progression between the first and the second, and this one I was like, oh, this is all really good, and then it just didn't quite stick for no particular reason. But I love I love his voice and what mm-hmm. they're kind of doing. 
Yeah, this I would put this in the same category as like that new Menzingers album that I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is really, really good, but it sounds really similar to their last one, and yeah. it just didn't grab me enough to return to. That's probably my bad, because I sh- probably should, because I really liked the last one. It didn't make my top ten that year, but it was a solid album, and Casey and Craig both know that I'm not huge. I like a lot of the original emo stuff from the 90s, but the mm-hmm. revival stuff I'm not super hot on. Um, but they're one of the bands that I do like. Uh, I just I haven't listened to it enough, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie, do you want to jump into the next one? Uh, I mean, I think we already talked about it a little bit, but Pup's Morbid Stuff is my number eight. Um, I do feel like it's not quite as good as their last record, but it's still great. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoy a lot of the tracks on it. Uh, got to see them uh, in Boston, like, not too long after they put it out. Um... And, like, their shows are nuts. Um, Absolute chaos. Absolute chaos. And it's just, like, one of those spaces where... It's, like, the the reason that I like going to shows is that you see all of these people connecting over the same words, even though their lives are all completely different. And, like, that's something that I definitely get when I see Pup or I listen, listen to Pup. Like, I know that, like... Pretty much everybody can find something in it. Um, I don't... I just... Yeah. I don't think it touched their last record, though. Because that was fucking incredible. I would agree. And I have more thoughts on that later. Got it. Sounds good. <laughs> would, you, would you say that their live show is comparable to Every Time I Dies? No. <laughs> um, I've never seen... Fuck, Every Time I, I Dies awesome. So. I think the only shows that are, like as crazy as every time I die. Like, that counterpart show that I went to earlier this year, definitely up there. Um, man. Yeah. It's, I, it's hard to touch every time I die shows. They're so yeah. fucking good. They're so fun. Yeah. Every time I die does put on one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Although getting close, like, not, maybe not getting close, but, like, ones that stick out in my mind is I've been loving, uh, I think my number seven record from last year, The Dirty Nail. They are fantastic live. They are one of the better live bands I've ever seen. Good stage persona and certain <clears throat> craziness, kind of like every time I die. Anyway. What was eight for you, Casey? Oh, jeez, now I have to look. Uh, eight for me was the one that came out kind of later in this year that I was just, someone happened to post about it. Uh, it was uh, Origami Angel, Somewhere City. Uh, just a really solid kind of, I don't know how to describe it, like an emo-ish record, but it's got, a lot of people compare it to Modern Baseball, which is a band that I was never super into, but um, this one, they got like a little bit of tiny moving parts. I think it's just a two-person band. Uh, you know, just like in some technical stuff, not nearly as technical as, as Dylan's guitar playing, but, you know, just kind of got that piece to it, and they kind of like heavied up their sound from before, because I remember listening to them before, and wasn't super into it, but the album's got a couple cool things. They definitely do a um, Wonder Years, I Just Want to Sell Out My Funeral on the last song, where they reference every single song and other riffs from all their other songs on the record. Okay. Okay. And I think, is that the right song from Wonder Years, where they do all the lyrics from their previous songs? I don't know song names. I, I trust you. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know if it's that one. 
Yeah. Fallout so, Boy does it too. Yes. So they did that on their last song, and it's kind of cool. They actually end the record with the same riff that they started the record, so the entire thing loops. So if you're listening to it, you know, like on Spotify, there's no transition between the last song and the first song. It just starts over. That's cool. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's a cool concept, and I really dug it. Every song was super catchy. Definitely check it out. Nice. Yeah, I didn't hear yeah, about like, that one. Yeah, me either. I, I checked it out when you told me about it, and I liked it. I enjoyed it. I have listened to it from time to time, but yeah. You laid it. I, I heard a little bit of Minus the Bear in there, too, like the early Minus the Bear stuff. Yeah. But I guess that's kind of the, mm. the tiny moving parts stuff that you're talking about. It's a little noodly, but mm-hmm. not as, not, you're right, not as noodly as tiny moving parts. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. <clears throat> Would you have it eat, Scott? I had Sleep Token, uh, oh, yeah. the sun, Sundowning. Which, uh, first heard of them, uh, Riley from Thrice posted about them, and I always check out the stuff when he posts about it, just because I've gotten a lot of recommendations from his Instagram or blog or whatever in the past. Uh, it's really good, it's unique, it's, I've heard it be described as a mix between Active Child and, uh, Deftones. I didn't really know Active Child, so I had to check them out, and that comparison is really good if you know, if you know them. But essentially, it's just like a guy with a really pretty voice with some kind of piano ballads, a little bit of program stuff, and then it like transitions into this like genty, heavy. It's moments. all over the place. It's yeah, so it weird. really is. Yeah, when you said you, it didn't really, it was like all over the place for you, and it was hard to connect. I was like, ah, I, I can totally see that how s- some people would feel that way. Um, but yeah, it's I just. I, I also love, I don't know, I'm a sucker for a concept, so I like the an- anonymity of the band. Like, they wear, they wear masks. I know some people probably will immediately compare them to Ghost or... Masked Intruder? Yeah, or or any <laughs> of your, like... Which, who also had a new a new album this year? Slipknot had a new album this year. Uh, there's so many bands with masks now, but... Anyway, I... It, it was a great record. I still feel like I haven't dug into it enough. This is one that would probably be higher on the list for me if I had had more time with it, but there were just other albums that I listened to more. But something going into the new year now that I'll definitely be still listening to. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so for my number eight, <clears throat> I had American Football, uh, LP3. Um, one of the most chill things I could listen to all year. It also mm-hmm. came out somewhat at the beginning of the year, so I was able to like relax, chill to it, um, and I felt like a really good connection to it for most of the year, so I just kept going back to it. I think it's their best record. Um, it's better than LP1, in my opinion. I just think that they really found their... Yeah, I, I feel like they really found that like full sound that they had that they were experimenting with on LP two. And I just think it uh, really came through in this one. <clears throat> I like the songs on this record. I saw them on this tour just cause I figured it's, you know, if you're into the Midwestern emo sound, like you gotta go see them at least once. Uh, cause who knows they may break up and not put out another record for 22 years. So <laughs> Sure. But at the same time, like this one, I don't know. It just kind of felt like all the songs felt a little long. Like they're just like the first oh, three another... tracks. I think are all six minutes long. <laughs> oh, yeah, like it's so just excessive. like I, I think if it would have trimmed the fat a little bit, I think I would have been more into it. 
At least it wasn't tool length, so it's not an hour and a half long record. No, of of just one long intro. Oh, I was so. Oh man, I I wish this was an hour long of us ripping apart that new Tool record, but it's not going to be that. <laughs> okay, so you are not into it. Oh, okay. I couldn't do it, and I love Tool. I couldn't do it. I was like, this is the shittiest instrumental record I've ever heard. It's so long and unnecessary. I unfollowed multiple people who had it as their number one record. I was like, I don't care about your opinions anymore. Maybe Maynard James Keenan was like, he's like, you know, it's like a metaphor for his own tool. He's like, what would I like my tool to be? Long and unnecessary. There you go. (laughs) Hey. Hey (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't listen to that American football album. Uh, I didn't really care for their last one, and so I kind of skipped out on this one. Maybe I need to go back and listen to it. I love that first one, though. All right. That's the end of our first part of our three-part conversation on our top ten albums of 2019. Really hope you've enjoyed it so far. We're going to share a little bit more music with you. Three more songs before the uh, episode runs out. Uh, Hope you'll enjoy those songs, Uh, but be sure to check out parts two and parts three. They're already up. They're already available. You can hear them right now. You can also jump ahead. If you just want to hear our top three albums, go to part three. If you don't care about our numbers uh, seven through four, sure, just skip it. I don't care, whatever. But uh, we have three more songs before... Uh, we we head out. I'm going to play the song The Offering by Sleep Token off of the album Sundowning. I'm also going to play you the song Dr. Hoomst off of the new Origami Angel album uh, Somewhere City. I'm also going to play you the song Uncomfortably Numb by American Football off of the American Football LP3. Here we go, and I'll see you on part two. You are a garden Entwined with all you other silence On sacred shores you've got diamonds For teeth, my love, so take a bite of me Just once I want to
comfortably numb. 